You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Diamondbacks, while we have talked about many times, are looking ahead to next season, and they're actually getting some people back who might factor into next season. So that's so exciting. I'm Allison Futter. Let's talk to Steve Gilbert about the, uh, the A.J. Pollock return, Steve, which is exciting because I hadn't seen his name in a really long time for very obvious reasons. So he has played a couple of games and um, seems to be coming on a little bit. So uh, let's start off with just the observations from his return. Yeah, Allison, I think that, you know, it, it, his, his loss this year, you certainly can't blame his loss for, you know, as bad as the season's gone. But um, it certainly was a blow to them. And I think you see just in a little bit of time that he's been back, just what he brings to the lineup, whether it's, you know, the ability to steal a couple bases and score a run like he did the other night, um, the ability to play defense, just just the kind of uh, just having him in a lineup seems to, to energize the team quite a bit. So um, having him back has been a big deal for them. I think it's a big deal for him as well uh, to get to test out that elbow and to, to see uh, that everything is okay. And I think that will give him some momentum headed into the off season and into next season, as opposed to had he missed this entire season, there would always be that kind of, you know, uh, anticipation going into spring training as to, you know, what's the elbow going to feel like, you know, are you, is he still going to be able to play the way he once did? So, um, I think this uh, this month is certainly important to have him back and, and you know, allow him to kind of get a good feeling going into the off season. So, what is the schedule for him? I mean, I've, in my um, experiences uh, reporting, when a when a player, a position player, is gone for a long time and they and they return, um, they usually have like a little minor league stint, a rehab stint, and then they'll like play two games, be off one, play two until they sort of get back into that playing mode is that what's happening with him yeah they're, i mean they're going to take it uh, careful with him if, if he experiences any discomfort or they don't want him to overdo anything so um i don't think you'll see him in there for every single game the rest of the way but i think that uh, he's going to get as much playing time as he can handle here in september and get as many at bats as as he feels like you know healthy enough to take um again to try to help him uh, heading into the offseason yeah, so looking back, I mean, not to, I'm not trying to pour salt in the wound, but um, I mean, I just, re- I remember I was there on opening day and um, and I saw him, like he was introduced in the in the uh, pregame intros and he got this huge ovation. He had just hurt himself. He seems like such a good guy. Um, it was when you look back, how much of a difference could he have made? I mean, I, clearly there's the pitching issues are are the major reason why the Diamondbacks had a terrible have had a terrible year. How much of a difference could he have been to this offense? I think it would. Have, I think he he certainly made a difference. Um, it's always going to be hard to quantify that, but as you remember, <clears throat> um, there was so much optimism surrounding this team during spring training. They had a great spring. Um, it seemed like they were they were firing on all cylinders, both pitching wise and offense uh, offensively. Um, and then a few days before AJ got hurt, there was some controversy about you know the stadium situation. And then uh, two days, three days before the season starts, AJ you know blows out his elbow and is likely done for the year. And it just kind of set a bad tone for opening day. And then. Zach Greinke goes out and has a bad uh, a bad opener, and then Shelby Miller follows that up with another uh, poor performance, and it just felt like everything went downhill from 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 those days. And uh, 
you know, how much it affected it. Again, I, I couldn't tell you, but it just seemed like it took a lot of air out of the room in the clubhouse um, when things started off so poorly for them. And, and AJ's injury was, was a big part of that, at least emotionally. Yeah, totally. And um, just looking ahead to next year, I was reading some of the coverage, um, sort of speculating on who the closer could be for next year, obviously. Um, you know, it seemed like they had this year that closing games wasn't the biggest priority. Um, because you have to obviously have leads going into that ninth inning, but they do have some uh, decisions to make with that. And now that they have made some roster moves where they've actually gotten rid of a couple of their candidates for closer, what, where do they go from here? That's a great question. And that's something that the bullpen, um, you know, you look at, you know, getting Pollock back, you look at, you know, next year, Shelby Miller, maybe bouncing back and being the pitcher they thought he was. Um, and some of these other starting pitchers taking a step forward, you kind of feel somewhat confident about that, at least more so than the bullpen, where right now it's just been a, a real struggle for them. So um, they're looking at Jake Barrett. They're looking at Enrique Burgos as guys who could possibly close games. But there's a big difference between pitching the ninth inning and then pitching the seventh inning or the sixth inning or the eighth inning even. And, uh, you know, so far the young guys haven't shown that they've been able to do that. Now, um, could they do that next year? Certainly possible, but I think they would probably hate to, to have to count on that without any kind of success here in this last month uh, for those guys. So certainly the bullpen is an area where they're going to have to look to uh, to improve during the off season, at least based on what, what you've seen so far this year. And last question, I, I was looking at the prospect watch for our, and our unbelievably talented MLB pipeline guys um, that are scouring the minor leagues for uh, top performers every week, and um, I noticed that Socrates Brito uh, had a very good week last week, and I am bringing him up for two reasons, because he had a good week and because I love saying Socrates Brito. Um, so he he's had a little bit of major league experience, and then he's down in the minors. Um, they, it has to be encouraging, and it's, I, I would think that going into next year, like he's going to be in the mix again to be on the major league level. Yeah, I think he'll be in the mix again, Allison. I think, you know, he was another guy that had a little bit of an injury issue when he came up uh, with when he uh, broke his foot. So, you know, again, that set him back a little bit. But he's somebody that spring training showed them a lot, uh, enough to make the opening day roster. And I think, you know, with, with Pollock's injury, they were just kind of playing mix and match in the outfield. And it was hard for a guy like Brito to get um, consistent at-bats out there. And it's, it's hard for a young player to establish himself without those consistent at-bats. They're they're so used to playing every day, and then they come up to the major league level where, you know, first of all, the pitching is uh, much more difficult than it is at double-A or triple-A. And and add to that that you're not playing every day, so it's hard to kind of stay in a consistent groove. So um, certainly he's a guy that I don't think they've they've given up on. Um, I certainly hope not because I love saying Socrates Burrito too, and I love uh, (laughs) he's a a really (laughs) great kid. Um, so I think he'll be somebody, depending on uh, how their outfield shakes out, what what moves they make in the off season, who could uh, who could again be on the radar next year. Yeah, I so said that was my last question, but I do have one. I just want to ask you one more thing, just about. I mean, how how is the front office handling everything that has been happening to them? Maybe that's not a fair question, but there have been some scathing uh, criticisms of uh, Tony Larusa, Dave Stewart. Um, I mean, have you noticed any? I don't know, kind of tension or any deflating feelings among these guys? Is it kind of business as usual? It just seems like this is not a wonderful time uh, in the Diamondbacks, uh, in the big scheme of things for them. 
Well, no, it's not. I, I think that uh, the deflating thing for, for Tony uh, certainly is the losses. I think he takes those, as uh, we all know, harder than just about anybody. So from that standpoint, I think it's been deflating. I think he's grown accustomed to dealing with, uh, over his long career, criticism from the outside. I think um, there are some things in some of those articles that he felt were untrue, and I think that's the part that he said really bothered him the most. Um, but, you know, again, it's been a tough year all the way around, and I think more more the losses and, and the disappointment as to what's happened on the field um, is what's uh, what's driving him and bothering him uh, more so than, than what may be going on off the field. Okay. All right, good stuff. Thank you very much, Steve. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Always, always my pleasure, Allison. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.